Welcome to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast, where I help entrepreneurs go from scattered to streamlined in their creative businesses. I'm your host, Dolly DeLong, a wife, a mom, and a photographer turned systems educator. Join me every week as we have conversations centered around creating tactical workflows and automations in your business. Now, let's make some strategic workflow magic. Well, hello, and welcome back to the Systems and Workflow Magic podcast. I am your systems and workflow loving host and BFF, Dolly DeLong, and you are most likely here because you are needing some systems and workflow tips in your life this week. And this week, we are going to be diving into some systems and workflow tips centered around the topic of podcasting. So if you are even thinking about starting a podcast, or let's say you have a podcast, or you are helping another business owner with their own systems and workflows surrounding their podcast, I I really believe this episode is going to be for you. So tune in. And even if you don't have a podcast, and you don't plan on starting a podcast, I would say stay tuned in because I really believe you are going to learn so much from Juliana today. She is my special guest and she has a lot of fun things to share about podcasting strategies. So before we get into the heart of this episode, because you all know I like just to dive straight into the systems and workflow strategies of whatever topic we're talking about. Hey, Juliana, do you mind introducing yourself to the systems and workflow magic community? Hi, hello. My name is Juliana Barbati, and I'm a podcaster. I have been podcasting since May of 2020. And when I started podcasting, the goal with my podcast was to promote my then Etsy coaching business. And a year later, a year and a half later, it was December of 2021, I felt like I had said everything there was to say about Etsy. And I wanted to make a shift. And I started to think, okay, what else? What else can I do? And I was like, I'm a podcaster who grew her podcast and monetized her podcast with her services. I am just going to help other podcasters do that. So that's when I pivoted and I started a podcast management agency. And I didn't really go full-blown until March of 2022. But ever since then, it's just been great. The growth has been amazing. My clients are getting amazing results. And that is that has been the the quick version of who I am and why I'm here. Yeah, Juliana, I know I'm putting you on spot, but can you share a little bit about where you and your family live? And just like, because the last time you and I spoke, I was on your podcast and I was just blown away by just like what you and your family are doing. Yes. So my husband is a Bitcoiner. If you don't know Bitcoin, it is a form of currency. And El Salvador, which is a tiny little country in Central America, made Bitcoin legal tender. So last year, you know, we lived in Florida, we love Florida, but we came here to El Salvador for vacation. And on day two of being here, I was like, we're moving here. And on the third day, my husband was like, yes, we are. So um, after we went back home, we sold everything and we were back here in El Salvador within two weeks. And it has been paradise ever since. It has been nine months now. Wow. That is just so incredible. I just love your sense of adventure and just like that you are pouring so much into your kids too, because you spend more time with them, I bet. 
Yes, 100%. I mean, my kids are homeschooled, which yeah. obviously allows us to be flexible. Yes. yes, we're always together. And now, you know, they're fluent in Spanish and they're learning a whole different culture. So it's amazing. Wow. So there you have it, guys. It is an international episode for you today on the yeah. Magic Podcast. I'm so, Juliana, I'm so excited to be sharing you with this community. I just have really liked getting to know you. So thank you so much again for taking the time to talk about some tangible tips and strategies on how to strategically grow your podcast and how to have a top ranking podcast. I'm like really excited about learning about this because it's something that I am always continuing to strive for for myself. And I think that so many listeners are going to benefit from this topic again, especially if they are podcasters themselves, or if they are producing a podcast, they might want to learn some new systems and workflow tips. And also I am going to also speak to the listener who might be out there who is like on the fence about starting a podcast. Um, I would say like, listen in. And if you've been having, you know, like that inner itch, that inner drive to start a podcast, I would say start it. Um, It took me like, I know I shared this on the podcast before, but it took me over two years to actually listen to that drive within me to start a podcast. I was so afraid. I didn't know where to begin. And so don't, don't take two years like I did. Like maybe give yourself like a little season to start, but don't take two years. So you are definitely going to be encouraged by Juliana and just her systems and workflow strategies and tips about podcasting. And again, I hope it encourages you, the listener, to jump off that fence and just start the podcast and encourage your own community. So Juliana, let's get to the heart of this topic, which is centered around, I know you said you had five strategies to to help your podcast, a person's podcast rank. And so I am excited to dive into this. Yes, me too. So number one thing that you need to understand is that the podcast app is a search engine. And as such, we need to take advantage of SEO and keywords. Now, when people hear SEO, they're like, I'm out. I'm not here for this. I don't get it. But let me just tell you that it's so simple. And honestly, all you have to do is think about what is my person Googling right now and find a way to make those your titles. That is like super high level, the best way for you to start to incorporate some searchability into your podcast and the number one place that you want to focus are the titles of your podcast. So you always want to make sure that the titles of your episodes are SEO optimized because here's the thing, you could have the most amazing show, but if people cannot find it, nobody's going to listen to it. And I think this is probably one of the top reasons why people quit. They have really cute, funny uh, titles to their episodes, but people don't know why they should listen. So they don't listen. And if you were a little bit more tactical and don't even worry about being boring with your titles, like if all you have are titles that are how to do X, Y, Z, how to do ABC, they're still going to perform better than the really clever, um, cute titles. Now, I know that if you look at really big podcasters, they have, right, like the very creative titles. Sometimes they can just have the name of the guest as a, their title. However, they have been podcasting since the dawn of podcasting and they're cute, right? Yeah. So it's okay for them to be creative. They can put emoji as a title and it'll work. 
But for us, um, business business owners who are not household names, we really have to leverage SEO and understand, first and foremost, that the podcast app is a search engine. Now, the number two thing, the number two strategy is obviously being regular. So commit to showing up, whether that is once a week, whether that is twice a week, you really don't have to burn yourself out. Um, I did a challenge recently where I showed up on my podcast every day, Monday through Friday for an entire month. And I thought it was going to be great. And I burned out very quickly. And I have been podcasting for a very long time. I can riff a podcast in 10 minutes, but still, it was a lot of work. Uh, I did not need to do that, but I wanted to challenge myself. And let me tell you, I sure did challenge myself. (laughs) But the point is, commit to a schedule and show up and marry the podcast, right? Because what I find nowadays is that we want to be a podcaster, but also an Instagrammer, but also a TikToker, and also be on Facebook and be on LinkedIn, so you really just have to marry one strategy and go all, all in. And if you want to support it with another platform, go ahead and support it with another platform. But don't try to be everywhere for everyone and, and share everything because that is the fastest way to burn out. So for me personally, I'm a podcaster. At this current moment, I am not on social media. I am prayerfully considering getting back on social, but I'm not on there right now. Yeah. Um so for me, you know, I show up on my podcast regularly twice a week and my people know that they can count with me. Uh, they can count on me showing up and just helping them out with whatever they need help with. So show up consistently and commit to your podcast. Can I ask a question? It's, it kind of goes back to point one of uh, like treating the podcast app like an SEO search engine. Um, what are some ways, what are some tangible tips in ways you can um, figure out titles for a podcast episode or like, are there apps that you use as a podcast agency owner or, um, a podcast host to help you out with SEO? No, so I don't, we don't do any apps, but what I do have my copywriter do is that they'll write the the show notes. And then after they're writing the show notes, they'll come up with three titles and we make sure that the, the titles, Um, first of all, they have two to three keywords within the titles and I want different versions, right? Like I want one that maybe has a rhetorical question, one that maybe makes a statement, one that's more straight to the point, right? So like that would work really well with maybe a how-to. And then from there, I honestly sit and look at those titles for a solid moment until um, I get it just right. Because it really is, that your title is doing a few things. One, it's helping you get found right because we were counting on the searchability but two it's the the first thing that somebody sees on your podcast is the title so if we're not hooking people in on the title they're not going to commit right so i spend a lot of time on that now as far as the strategy goes i like to make my titles um thought-provoking but in a positive way so i wanted to intrigue my listener i love asking rhetorical questions and then following up with a statement that calls them in to listen to the episode but like i said if you're like man like i don't know about this just be boring and but but make sure that your keywords are on there but that people understand what they're getting another thing that i'll say too is that don't give everything away in the title. Like, for example, let's say I you, you have a health and wellness episode, uh, podcast and you have a title that is, are you always feeling tired? 
number one reason why you're feeling that way. Tip, you're, you're dehydrated, like in parentheses, right? Like people know, like we know we're all walking around dehydrated. So don't give that away in the title because then people know. So make it intriguing and like start an open loop because, you know, as human beings, we hate an open loop. So mm-hmm. what do we have to do? We have to go in and close that loop. So that's why you have to make it um, intriguing, but in a very positive way and get people in to close that loop by listening to your episode. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, thank you for ask- letting me ask that question because I was curious if you used any specific apps or programs to help you out with SEO, but pretty much like it sounds like you and your copywriter are um, just like hashing out some titles between the two of you and then you figuring out what sticks the best. Yes. And I also okay. want to give you like an extra tip here too. Yeah. Sometimes if a title is not doing well, like let's say we, we thought the title was going to do really well, but it has been like, let's say a week and we're not seeing it pick up or it didn't get as many downloads as, as it usually does, we'll go back and change the title. So you can go back and change the titles on your podcast episode. So that is a great strategy. Like, let's say your average download number per episode is 300, but you have a particular episode with 150. Go back and change the titles and optimize the title for searchability. You're, you're not going to get penalized for that. That is a good tip. I'm writing this down. Yes. Um, I, I love that. That's a really good tip. And then, of course, you said stick to a schedule, be consistent, um, commit to actually showing up. That's I think that tip number two is 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 key because a lot of people start off with like with a fire, like, hey, I want to be a podcaster. And then within three or four episodes, they're done and you never hear from them again. Yes, exactly. And here's the thing. You know, we have usually you have a launch party and you start off, everybody's excited about your podcast. Everybody's been asking for your podcast, and then you launch and people are excited. But then it kind of dies out, right? You, we have like this, it's kind of like a birthday party hangover. Like on the day of your birthday, everybody loves you. But then the day after, like the people even care it was your birthday yesterday. It's yeah. like the same thing with a podcast, right? And a podcast it is not like, it's a very uh, lonely platform. Like you're talking, you have your download numbers, but you don't know how people are engaging with you. You have no idea how much of your episode people are listening to you. We, we kind of have an idea, but we don't really know. So go into, if you are a podcaster and on the verge of, of quitting, or if you are somebody who's very bubbly, you are an extrovert and you need a connection with people, just know that podcasting is lonely, but it does pay off in the long term. And you can have a podcast episode that goes live today and it works for you today, but it'll also work for you two years from now because podcasts are bingeable, right? We cannot say the same thing about social media. Like, have you ever heard of somebody who just binged on your Instagram content? Probably not, yeah. but I always have people who go back and listen to my podcast from episode one and I have almost 300 episodes. Wow. So people are so committed and it's easy to binge. You can listen anytime, anywhere. You download your episodes and you listen to them on airplane mode, right? It's just great. So it's such a great way for you to connect with your people, which is why it's important that you show up regularly and don't let uh, the fact that it is a lonely platform, that you don't get that, that, uh, the instant feedback. Don't let that deter you from podcasting. Always look at your numbers, your download numbers, which we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay, awesome. All right. So hit us up with um, reason number three, like a strategy number three. 
Yes. So I would say strategy number three is that you need to keep your episodes on the shorter side. Now, before you freak out, because maybe we have like really long episodes, here's the thing. When I say keep them on yeah. the shorter <laughs> side, you know that your people will commit to you for a good 15 minutes and they'll probably listen to your entire episode in one sitting. Now, have I listened to episodes that are three hours long before? I have. It has taken me days to get through them because, listen, I'm a mom. My kids are homeschooled. They need me. I'm running a business, right? So just know that if you have those longer episodes, people are probably going to listen to the first 15 to 20 minutes, and then maybe later they'll come back and listen. So if you can, as much as possible, try to keep your episodes on the shorter side. Now, with that being said, I understand that when it is an interview-based episode, it's going to be longer. Mm -hmm. I would still say try to keep those you know, 30 to 45 minutes. Don't feel like it needs to be like, okay, 45 minutes, we're done, we're out. <laughs> Let it flow. But just always remember that shorter will do better, which I feel like it can also release a lot of pressure because original podcasters, they really do have those long format episodes, which I feel keeps a lot of people from podcasting because they're like, I could never possibly talk for 45 minutes straight. Yeah. So just know that those 15 to 20 minute episodes, they tend to do better because people can actually comment. And, you know, if you think about how you consume podcasts, right? Like you're doing something right now. You're walking on the treadmill, you're walking the dogs, you're doing the dishes, you're folding your laundry. So if you can incorporate, if you can think about your ideal person and how they're listening to your episode and how you possibly fit in into their day, into their routine, because you know, they're more multitasking then try to make your episodes that length, right? So if you know that, for example, you're talking to moms and she's taking her kids to school in the morning, she's probably driving 15 to 20 minutes. So think about who is the listener on the other side and keep that in mind when you're uh, crafting your episodes. I love that so much. And I know that my listeners, I'm going to like do a little dig at myself and make fun of myself. I know my listeners are probably screaming at this episode and saying, Dolly, are you listening to this? Because my episodes are normally like 45 minutes to an hour long because I am a I'm either a babbler or I'm a talker or I try to like insert some cheesy jokes here and there. And so they're like, Dolly, this is you. You're guilty of this. But I have. Yeah, I'm guilty of being a little long winded sometimes. Yeah, but like, listen, if you know that, that your listeners are engaging with you and you're getting yeah. the feedback then that's okay, right? Like this it, this is not a, a hard and fast rule that we have to follow and this is it. it. We're flexible, but always keeping in mind, okay, who's listening to me right now and how much time do they have? And yeah. listen, I will definitely go back and listen to episodes because I am committed. I I have a committed personality, but not everybody does. So you also, you always just have to think about who's listening to me right now and how committed are they? Yeah, yeah, that's really good. That's really good. Hey there, systems and workflow listeners. I am interrupting my own podcast to bring you a very important announcement that you already know, but I figured I would remind you again. Did you know that the secret sauce to online success is right in your inbox? That's right. Email list growth is your ticket to direct connections, higher conversions, and a thriving community that is hungry for what you have to offer. Of course, if you know me, I'm very honest, this takes time, but it's better to start growing out your email list now versus waiting until tomorrow. So don't put it off, all right? That's why I always stress creating a system and email list growth because it truly can transform your business in so many ways. 
So don't just settle for social media likes. Build a tribe that's eager to hear from you. If you are curious as to how to begin your email list growing journey, I have a free resource just for you. Now, if you head on over to the show notes, I want to gift you my ultimate lead magnet idea list. You know, just in case you need help with step one, which is actually creating a juicy lead magnet that people want to download in order for you to start building out an email list of subscribers who want to learn from you, buy from you, and grow with your business. Now, I cannot wait to hear what you create to better serve your own audience and can't wait to hear the wins you experience when you actually start creating a system of email list growth that works for you. All right, I'm ready for strategy number four. All right, strategy number four is for you to get reviews on your show. Listen, you might have read in other places that reviews don't really matter, that uh, Apple doesn't really do anything with reviews. However, shows that have more reviews, they tend to rank higher, they tend to have more visibility. So get those reviews. You can never have enough reviews on your podcast. So get those reviews. And I know it's hard. So if you're if you're somebody who's planning a launch right now, focus, take advantage of that launch because it is the best time for you to get reviews in your show because people want to support you. They're so here for you. After your launch, other times for you to get reviews are if you're doing like a mini launch party of some sort and you just maybe you're doing giveaways uh, th- that can be a way for you to just get a push for reviews another strategy that I have implemented recently is to give away something like a very very solid freebie in exchange of a review and it has worked for me really really well and the point is get reviews on your show because the shows with the most reviews they have more authority on the app and again, if you look at the bigger podcasters, right, they have thousands of reviews. Do you need the thousands of reviews? No, but I would love for you to have, you know, at least 250 reviews, which, listen, I get the pain. I have been podcasting for almost three years and I'm right at around 200. So, yeah, I'm with you that uh, it is not easy, but it's so important. So work hard on getting those reviews. Oh, man, this is something that I struggle with, too. And I and I talk about getting reviews in general and inserting it into workflows for especially for service-based business owners, even if they don't have a podcast. Let's say um, an example I use all the time is for photographers, since that is part of my services of branding and family photography. And I always insert a review request into like at the end of my workflow with the client. And for some reason, like getting reviews for the podcast is so hard and it's not like I just I don't know I haven't figured out a way to like get consistent reviews but every time I do get a review it's always positive and affirming and it just lets me know like hey I'm on the right path like I'm like I other people are enjoying learning about systems and workflows but I'm just like I would love to know how to get more reviews consistently. So that's something I'm working on currently myself. Yes, honestly, you have to ask. So don't be afraid to have this grassroots movement on your podcast, right? So like, yeah. let's say somebody hits you up in the DMs. They're like, oh man, I love today's episode. Thank them and then ask, have you left me a review? It really does help me so much. And another thing that you can do is to do a screen share of how to leave a review because a lot of people don't know. It's not like yeah. Apple 
uh, makes it easy. You have to scroll down and there's a place for you to leave a rating, but I actually want to scroll a little bit more and click on write a review. So it's not very intuitive. So maybe sending them a video on how to, uh, a Luma would be great. So sending yeah. them a video on how to do it. And when I say reviews, by the way, I'm focusing on Apple. Apple is the biggest player. I know YouTube's really coming on the scene right now, but we focus on Apple. So that's what we want to send them. And unfortunately, if you don't have an Apple product, you cannot leave an Apple review. So that is a downside, but we always focus on, on, on Apple. And what I always say is if you really want to support me, you borrow somebody's phone, a neighbor next to you has an iPhone, I promise you, and borrow their phone and leave us a review. And, you know, that's the workaround. But at this point, it is what it is. So we, we really just care about Apple reviews. And I also want to say another thing about reviews. We, as podcasters, right, it, nobody knows how many downloads you have. We can make claims, but nobody knows, right? Because it's not public. It's not, it's not like Instagram or YouTube that you can see how many subscribers or followers you have. The yeah. only thing that gives you that credibility is how many reviews. That's the only thing that's visible um, to the public, which is why it's important to get those reviews. Gotcha. Oh, that's so good. I never thought of that before. Yes. Yeah. Really good. Are you ready for a number five? Oh, yes. Let's 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 do it. All right. So number five is for all my data-driven people out there, raise your hand. Look at the data and don't just create episodes out of inspiration. Like, listen, I will have episodes that come out of inspiration. The Holy Spirit comes in and I'm like, oh yes, that'll be a great episode. But I would say that 80 to 90% of my episodes are data-driven episodes. So what I do is at the end of the month, every month, I look back on, on the month that we're in, right? So let's say it's March 31st. I am looking back from March 1st, March 31st. I am looking at my top downloaded episodes. I am seeing if there's there's a common trend. And when I'm planning out my uh, my episodes for the following month, I am looking backwards because I want to see what's working so I can capitalize on those and make more of those. Because here's the thing, we are here to serve our people. And if there's a certain type of content that they love, let's make more of them because that tells us this is what I need help with. So make more of the content. So for example, my ladies, so my, my podcast is called Organic Marketing Simplified and most of my listeners they're moms, they're growing their online business. And I know that as busy mamas trying to build this empire, time is of the essence for them. But with when you have a toddler and a baby and so many other things going on, that's very challenging for them. So whenever I do a episode on anything about time, those tend to do really well because it's coming from me. I'm a fellow mom. I'm, I'm in the struggle with them, you know? So Looking at the data will really help you move forward to the following month. Now, do you have to do this on a monthly basis? No, right? Like I know Dolly probably batches out three months in advance. So look three months backwards. You can always just, however long you're going to the future, just look back that, that long and then plan it out. And like I said, I always leave room for inspiration, but otherwise I'm always looking at the data because the data doesn't lie. Also the yes. data, it doesn't say anything about us, right? So let's say, if you have a podcast episode that did not get as many downloads as you, as you were hoping, that's just data. That's it. It does not. It has nothing to do about your worth. It's the numbers, right? So just follow the numbers and capitalize on the things that are working and the things that maybe you talked about that you thought was going to do really well but didn't. Ask yourself why is that, you know? And and really, you have to become a scientist and analyze why that didn't do well 
Mm -hmm. Blessed and release and move forward. That's all we can do as podcasters. I like that so much. Here, I'm laughing because you just made a comment like you're probably doing three months of batching work right now, Dolly. And I have to, I have to confess something to you. Today is my like first day that I'm like doing, I don't know what to call it, like a batching blitz. I don't know for the next three to four months. And so I was like, how did she know? Cause you're, you're not on Instagram. And I literally just shared a story on my Instagram and I said, okay, today begins like my batching for Q2 and Q3. Cause like, I really want to take the summer off. Like I'll still be working, but I don't want to be intensely in my business during the summer because I'm going to have the boys at home and I really want to enjoy being slow. And so I was just laughing at your comment. I was like, oh my gosh, how does she know? How does she know? (laughs) Girl, I was, I know, I know. And I just also want to give you like a little extra tip here. Whenever you're batching, right? Like we're looking ahead, let's say whether that's a month or three months, Mm -hmm. always think about evergreen content that you Mm -hmm. can create, that you can have for an emergency day day, because you just never know, right? Like we might be batched for the next six weeks, but maybe something happens and then we cannot catch up. So at least we have a bank that we can pull from. And we know those episodes are going to be perhaps a little bit more surface level, right? Because we're trying to kind of guess what we're going to talk about. But at least you're never um, skipping on an episode, right? Because do believe that that your people are refreshing the podcast app when you don't show up. Yeah. You know, they have a, they have made a commitment to you, which is why it's super important that you always have uh, content to um, give them, to bless them with. Yeah. Here's something, hopefully this tip can help somebody who's listening to this podcast and you are thinking about starting a podcast or you either have a podcast or you help somebody with a podcast. Either way, this tip was this and I... I'm so glad I did this. So, you know, this earlier this year, I had Jack, I had my second um, son. And so my, my bank, like you were saying, my audio bank of podcasts was getting lower and lower because I had batched out a certain period of time and I knew I had to like make some fresh content. So what I decided to do for the month of April, because I was like slowly entering back into creating consistent content was I repurposed some popular episodes from um, the previous year um, that had to do with the month of April. So in North America, I don't know how it is where you are right now, but in North America, um, it's tax season traditionally in the month of April. And so I decided to do a lot of finance related um, episodes that had to do with systems and workflows around finances and how to get your books prepped and your taxes prepped and how to develop a system for that. And I had some episodes that were very popular about that. So what I did was I just repurposed it and it worked. It worked out really well. I just, like you said, I read the data and it was, I'm glad I was able to do that because that helped me out even, helped my brain out in like easing back into creating consistent content. Yeah, I love that tip. And the great thing about that is that you can go after a whole different set of keywords, mm-hmm. right? Like don't just use the same title and put in uh, re-upload or whatever, right? Like actually yeah. just give a whole new title. You don't need, I wouldn't necessarily let people know that you're re, uh, re-uploading an old episode because then people might be like, I already listened to it, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to listen to it again. But people forget, 
and they will, they, they will actually also forget that they listened to that episode. So just re-upload it, go after a different set of keywords, refresh your show notes, and you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. So there are bonus tip for, I didn't realize I had a bonus tip, but that was a bonus tip from, from me, you guys. So, okay. Well, Juliana, thank you so much for sharing all those tips with us, the listeners. And I just want to thank you again for taking your time to be on the podcast. And I personally am excited about implementing some of these strategies in my own podcast related workflow, especially, um, getting more reviews and, I'm just going to say it. If you're listening to this podcast right now, and if you love the podcast, you've been following me for a while, please leave a rating and review. That would mean a lot to me. And you would be helping me out with um, point number four of the strategy. So thank you. And as a reminder to everyone who is listening to this podcast episode, all the resources that are mentioned in this podcast episode are going to be in the resources in the blog episode side and also uh, in the show notes. I just said that really weird. And then as as far as connecting with you, Juliana, how can a listener connect with you? So the best place would be my podcast, Organic Marketing Simplified. Like I said, as of this moment, I am not on Instagram. I have been out of Instagram for probably four or five months now. So like I said, uh, I'm getting a nudge to get back in. I'm not sure, but the safest place will always be the podcast. Awesome. I will be sure to link your podcast in. And honestly, Juliana, you're not missing much with social media. Social media is sometimes so draining. So I'm just like, why am I doing social media? So I think you're very wise. Well, yeah. And I, and I just love podcasting, right? Like, yeah. I know that the content I'm creating will last forever. I'm like, yes. I like Instagram or TikTok or whatever the cool kids are doing this day. Yeah. It just disappears. It just disappears. It'll go viral, maybe. But then you still disappear. And mm-hmm. if you walk away from your podcast right now, you're still going to get downloads. But we cannot say the same thing about social media, right? Like yeah. if, you, if you walk away from social media, your growth is just going to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that so much. I will definitely link your your podcast in the show notes so that people can find you. And again, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. And as a reminder to everyone Um, I hope that you all have a magical and streamlined week. You amazing muggle you. And thank you again for listening in. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. You can find full show notes from today's episode at dollydelongphotography.com forward slash podcast. If you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you'd subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Be sure to screenshot this episode, share it to your stories, and tag me at dollydelongeducation over on Instagram. Until next time, go make some strategic workflow magic.